speak up is just my thoughts and i'm your host mika reed so what's good y'all i feel like i've been on a little hiatus i've been gone for two weeks um so what have i been up to why have i been gone for two weeks uh i've been so busy i feel like um life is lifing right now um just to be completely transparent uh last week i went home to celebrate easter with my family and so um that was why I didn't record last weekend because by the time I got back, it was super late. And I always feel like when it comes to recording, you should only record when you, when you are in the mood, like when you want to, because I remember when I first started, um, and I used to just make, just want to make sure I have my episodes out no matter what, even if they're good, bad, whatever. I still feel that way. Kind of, even though I want to give you a good episode, but I also felt like you could hear when I wasn't really present. And I feel like you could hear when I really just wasn't really into the recording, if I'm tired or whatever. So I don't like recording when I'm tired because I feel like it comes through uh, my voice a little bit. I'm already monotone, y'all. So, you know, I have to sit and do extra work to not be monotone. Um, But let's see. So what have I been up to? Um, I've been extremely busy, uh, still working on um, the... uh, the brand redesign. I'm really excited about it. I I finally, uh, got it all together. Um, and so we have a photo shoot coming up, um, for the rebrand. We have a photo shoot coming for third chamber pie that we're trying to get together. Dealing with people in their schedules is crazy. And I feel like mine is crazy too. So I mean, um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, still working on, uh, getting a book club, all that stuff together. Still working on that. That's going to, uh, that's coming along, but I've been dropping the ball somewhere in some areas. So I'm still working on, uh, getting the brand together for that. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know last time we talked, I don't know what we talked about. I don't remember, but I had orientation for school and I was talking to, um, I was talking to my therapist the other day and, um, you know, it's crazy because this is something that I've been really looking forward to and I'm really excited about it, but I'm also in the same breath, really nervous about this. Uh, maybe cause it's new, maybe cause it's like something that I really want to do and I'm, I'm anxious about it, but I'm excited, um, about going back to school and just kind of walking in my purpose. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous too. So, uh, it's even interesting cause I'm usually not the most, um, I'm not really that nervous with stuff that I'm pretty confident about. So, um, I feel like I'm having a dose of imposter syndrome. It's really bizarre, uh, that it's like rooting this head right now. So, uh, so yeah, so now I'm, I'm all enrolled. I have everything. I'm going through orientation, have my classes. And, uh, so then I start in the fall. So I'm really excited about that. That's, uh, starting my, my journey. Um, but yeah, so other than that, I haven't really had much going on. Um, let's see. I don't think that I'm going to do a deep dive today. I think that I'm going to just, uh, talk, uh, with the thought of the week. So what we'll do, we'll go into the mantra of the day and then we'll roll into the thought of the week. Today's mantra is I am appreciating all of the goodness that is in my life here and now. I chose that one because, um, I was reminded recently that, you know, I, I need to work on grace and giving grace for young Mika. And so that was the, uh, the before 
and then the Mika now, which is my present, my here and now. And, um, that's something that I, I have been very reflective on just my journey. Right. Um, and it's been such a beautiful journey, but it's just been a hellacious journey too. Right. When I think about it. And so I realized that, um, there's been a lot of shame that I carry for a lot of things that I'm working on healing the shame right now. And when it comes to healing the shame and, and kind of like, uh, really just giving, allowing myself grace and giving myself grace. Um, especially when I was young and just kind of still going into myself, you know, it makes you really reflective. And I, and I, so I've thought about so much stuff that I, I think I honestly packed away that I didn't even think about. Um, and when I watch, uh, Jerry Carmichael, uh, stand up, um, Nathaniel, um, I, it resonated so much with me, um, as far as some areas, um, he spoke a lot about, I think the whole premise was around secrets. And it was another thing that he spoke on was, um, was God and his relationship. And so that made me sit in my thoughts and I've been sitting in it for the past like two weeks, just thinking about it and thinking about myself. Um, and so I wanted to share. So today, uh, you know, I'm just going to just talk and I'm going to just kind of, um, share, uh, during my thought of the week, um, things that I carried as secrets and, um, in my relationship with God. And, uh, so let's just roll into the thought of the week. All right. So today I'm going to, I guess, just share. So I guess this will be, uh, a reflective piece. So, uh, it's going to be a long story. So let's just hope that I can, uh, bring this all to the present. Cause I'm going to go back. Okay. All right. So I wanted to discuss secrets and I wanted to discuss my relationship with God. So in order for me to do that, I'm going to have to go back. So I'm going to have to go back to young Mika. All right. So I grew up in a household that was, um, very strict, very, uh, religious um, with certain things. Um, but very, I'm not going to say ignorant, but because I grew up in the nineties. And so I feel like in the nineties, people weren't really having the same conversations that we have today. And so a lot of things were so unknown and scary, uh, especially when you think about sexuality. Um, you know, I never seen, um, gay people. I didn't know, what that even looked like. Um, but I was raised in a house where I was, I heard a lot that, you know, um, to never be gay, you know, um, all the time, uh, to where I, I was scared of gay people, you know, like I didn't know, you know, um, what that even meant really. Uh, cause not like today where you saw it on TV and you nothing, you know, and, and to be honest with you, like, I never even had a conversation about sexuality in general. I don't think that was a thing. So, you know, naturally, um, 
you know, I grew up, I talked to boys and, you know, I dated boys and, um, and I mean, I'm still attracted to men. So, you know, that's still a thing, but, um, it wasn't really a conversation that we ever had about, um, if there was anything else that you could possibly be like bisexual or pansexual or whatever, like those wasn't really things back then. Uh, I don't think they were, um, I guess we didn't really have words for it. So I was, you know, very much just, you know, uh, part of society when it came to that and just, um, you know, just dating. And I mean, you know, you're young, so you're not really dating, but you're, you know, uh, frolicking about. And so, you know, I was in a relationship, um, who actually the person I was in a relationship originally, um, when I was what, 15, 14, 15, he's actually, uh, my best friend in present day. Um, one of my closest friends. And, uh, then I started dating. And so with that relationship, it really helped me. Um, it really helped me become closer to God because he was so, he was just so deep in his faith. And, um, it made me really be like, well, let me, let me, you know, think about my soul, like my faith and, and, uh, what does that mean for me? And so, you know, we would read the Bible together and talk about it and, and all those things. And so I started going to his church with that, you know, I made a decision when I was 15, I think I was 15, 15, 16 years old, might've been 16. Um, I think it was 16. I got, uh, I got saved, I got saved and I was, you know, baptized and that's probably one of the best experiences of my life. Uh, it was just amazing. Cause it was a decision that I made for myself. Um, it wasn't a decision that like my parents forced me to do. So it was something that I knew that I wanted to do for myself. Um, and you know, walk, you know, and try to be the best Christian I could be. Um, and I mean, I was pretty in line with that, you know, when I was young, um, I wasn't, you know, um, having sex and, you know, didn't drink, didn't do anything really. And, you know, so I was, I really, uh, like my personality even now, and it's funny when I look back on young Mika, cause my personality even now, it's like when I get, when I want something or I believe in something or like I have an interest in something, then I jump in full speed, you know, I'm all in. Right. So I would go to church. I would go to Bible study. I would go to vacation Bible school. Like, I mean, completely involved, you know, um, and that was cool. So then when it came to, you know, me evolving in the church and really being, um, you know, in, involved, uh, with like the behind the scenes, you know, helping in the kitchen and, you know, helping some of the, the elders and things like that in the church, you know, I became more and more, you know, invested in doing that and just kind of being around and people that grow up in the church, you know, uh, I was very naive when I was young. So, you know, I, I never would have thought that church people, um, would be anything other than loving and, you know, fam church family to each other. Um, until you start going behind the scenes and, you know, you start hearing the gossip and you start seeing things. And I was like, Whoa, wow. You know? Um, but that, but that was later, that was later. So I'm gonna get to that. So my thing was, I, I look back on, 
Um, why do I feel like, and this is a conversation I've never had with my parents. So my mom may hear this. I'm not really sure, but you know, maybe it's a conversation I have, but I always wondered why, um, like my father was a person that we never, we never talked about if I was with women, like when I was older, like what was I doing? We never talked about it. We only talked one time about like me having sex in general. Like when I was in college, um, he asked me, you know, so I was like, Lord, um, and that was it. And he never, I don't know. That was it. He asked me, was I having sex? And, uh, but other than that, like we never had a conversation, um, about anything. So I don't know if he ever knew, um, before he passed, like, I don't know if he ever knew like what, like my sexuality. Um, I'm not really sure because I just didn't talk about it at that time. Like I just didn't talk about it really. Um, shit, I don't even know if I knew truly. So when I was young, you know, um, my parent, my parents split, I was with my mom and, you know, I mean, she knows this, this, this part, but you know, my mom was really mean to me. I felt like, and a part of it is because I think that she knew that, that I probably was gay. And I think that she didn't want me to be. And I think that, uh, she didn't like it, honestly, because I wasn't like my sisters. So at a young age, I'm already getting in my mind that something's wrong with me because I'm different and not different because I'm gay. I think it was different because I was, I was very much androgynous. I still am you know, and I'm in a sorority and like, you know, I have to dress up sometimes, but for the most part, like, and I don't mind doing it. It's just, I've never been a person to wake up and just want to put on a dress or a skirt or something like, so even at a young age, I was like that. And like, I remember my mom, like used to try to force me to wear dresses and be like my sisters and be into makeup and all that stuff. And I just wasn't, you know, I just, I just don't like it, you know? And mind you, Mika as a woman now, you know, now that I have an understanding of who I am as a woman, you know, like, obviously, like, you know, um, you know, I'm not as, I'm not extreme androgynous, but I still don't, you know, um, wear dresses and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, I might throw in a little makeup or have appreciation for certain things. You know, I like to get my hair done and things like that. But when I was young, like it just wasn't something that was my thing. You know, I was a sporty kid and uh, that's what I was into and that's what I liked. And so it was very confusing for me because I used to be like, one, it hurt my feelings, you know? And at that time when you're kind of shaping who you want to be, like I never felt um, comfortable you know, um, as a young lady, because I, I thought like something was wrong with me because I didn't want to wear, you know, uh, dresses and I wasn't like, I wasn't like my sisters. And so I always felt like an outsider when it came to that, because, you know, I didn't really know how to do my hair. I, I didn't, I was just awkward, you know, when it came to all of that. And, um, you know, my mom said to me like, uh, so I wore a lot of like jeans, t-shirt, that type of thing. So my mom said to me one time, which in her mind, I think she thought she was, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's what she felt, but it was, it was really hurtful actually. Like, you know, when she say it, cause she say it even now, um, that, you know, she allowed me to date at 13 because she wanted to see which, which way I was going to go. 
And the reality is, is, is so much, you know, kind of like ignorance in that because um, just because you're androgynous and you might not be um, girly in a sense, whatever that means, like, does that necessarily mean that you're gay? Right? So, so, you know, at the time, you know, when I was 13, like, I didn't, I didn't know that she felt that way. Cause you know, like, I'm not thinking about any of that stuff. Um, and also I had a strong fear of, because I always heard that it was wrong, you know? So I, I definitely was not going to do anything that wasn't of God, you know? So that goes back to, you know, me going into, you know, my faith. So it was so bad as far as like, just my thought process towards, um, you know, oh my God, like gay people, because, you know, when I went to school, I left and went to college at 17. Um, I had never been around gay people before, or if they were, you know, I never, I never knew. And so, you know, playing basketball, like playing ball in, in college, you know, a lot of my teammates were gay. Um, and it was my first time, you know, being around it. And, you know, I was genuinely afraid and it sounds crazy when I say it, but like, I was genuinely afraid. And also I will watch some of my friends, like people that I'm really close with, like be on some, like, I'm going to pray for you and all that. And I, when I think back on that now, like, I'm like, damn, like, I wonder how did they feel when, you know, your peers is saying some shit like that to you, because I didn't think anything of it, like when it was going on. But when I look back on it now, I'm like, what the hell was that? Right. And so I remember, and this is really fucked up. This is a really fucked up story I'm about to tell, but this is when I started looking at myself. I remember when we first went to college, Facebook was uh, a college um, site. So, you know, outside world couldn't see what we were doing you know that's when I actually love Facebook because you you know you can get on there you connect with your uh classmates and all that shit so when your college finally got added on there you know you were hype you know because you could finally get on this get on this site and so I never forget like so I'm in college now at this point I'm gone but I would still go home you know and I would still go to church you know I was still in the church and I remember my preacher daughter right? Had went off to school. And so she was on the site. And so I saw that she was dating a girl. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Right? Because in my 17 year old arrogant mind, you know, it's unbelievable to me that she's gay, right? Um, her father's the preacher, you know what I'm saying? And so it was a whole thing. Like I've been having a whole conversation about it. Um, printed the shit off, like, you know, and I don't know what, what transpired after the fact, you know, like what happened, you know, whatever. But when I look back on it now, like I fucking basically probably outed her, you know, I don't know if her parents knew, like, I don't know. I didn't, obviously I didn't know people in the church didn't know, but like, I don't know what, what, what was going on there but it's really fucked up right and I started to look at myself because when it came to my relationship with God right like a couple of years later when I started thinking about some of the things right in these conversations because sometimes I think when sometimes I always say like I think church people can be the worst people because 
you know, at this point I'm having sex, you know, I'm still kind of like a holy roller in a sense, but I'm doing things that's not of God. Right. So how can I be better than somebody else? Right. To where I feel like it's okay for me to go and not be godly towards this person, you know, um, talk about this person, be involved in church gossip about this person. Um, and I mean, probably hurtful towards this person because I mean, I don't know if I outed her or not, but I, I, maybe I did, you know, I don't know. And it was wrong, you know, but in my mind, I felt like, you know, um, I'm better because I have a boyfriend and, you know, I'm a good Christian. And, um, and so, and, and I, and I, you know, I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't any better than anybody, but I think sometimes the, the church makes you feel like that you are because you're more part of society than this over here. And that's something that I started really paying attention to. Right. Um, but not at that moment, at that moment, I was still just in the shit. Right. So then I transferred schools. Now I go to school in Durham, North Carolina, and I'm still in the church. So now I'm, I'm at a church. I go to a church right by campus. Um, that's kind of in connection to the church back home. So I had people from church that I knew that I could still be connected to. So I'm still, you know, going to school, um, involved in the church. And so I never forget that when I was there and I can't remember the lady name now because it's a long time ago but I met this woman and I don't know if this is the universe because all this stuff happened in it happened in order so I met this lady and I'll never forget like she was single awesome lady like super nice you know and either she told me or I heard that basically or I think she might have told me um and that it stuck with me so much, like to this day, she was like, basically that she was basically just going to die alone because, you know, she didn't want to go against God and, you know, she wanted to date women basically. And like, basically she was gay and for her to, she wanted to just be of God. And so she made the decision that she knows she doesn't want, she doesn't have attraction to men. She doesn't want to date men. So she was going to just die alone. And like, literally that's something that has always stuck with me because I'm like, I don't think that God wants you to be alone. Like, I don't think that he wants you to just have no love in your life because of your choice. Right. And in that moment, it made me look at how I've been carrying myself towards just uh, the community, right? I mean, I still have a boyfriend at the time, so I'm still, you know, not thinking anything of myself. But at that moment, I started unlearning some of the things that, you know, I was taught when I was young, you know, in my household, like, you know, that it's wrong, that never talk to these people. Like, I mean, I'm crazy shit that was told to me and then it made me stop being afraid like I had to unlearn the things that was in my mind and and not be afraid to have a friendship with somebody that's that's gay so that that kind of like you know really uh 
was a time that I started to reconfigure God in a sense, um, in my relationship, because I just think sometimes that I didn't want to be a person that was so out of reach that I was unable to humanize others and humanize others experiences. Right. Um, and I didn't feel like that I was better than anyone else because I was doing, I was doing shit, you know, like I was not, um, any better than anybody else. Right. So that led to, um, later, uh, a few years later, um, uh, from that moment, uh, you know, me and the guy I was dating at the time, we broke up. It was pretty tumultuous. And, um, now I'm at, I'm at a new school and, um, and so I met this girl. So I meet this girl and she has just got a relationship that was pretty tumultuous. So we actually met in biology class and, uh, she was super smart. And so we would just talk, you know, like just in general. Um, and we would talk about our relationships, all that stuff. And it just became a natural thing that, you know, we started to like each other. Right. It scared the shit out of me because I had no clue what was even fucking happening. And then too, like, you know, I had no inclinations towards, um, the same sex ever, like ever. Apparently I was told that I was the only one that didn't really realize, but I don't, I don't get how people realize that about me. But I really think it was based on the fact that I was androgynous. It had to be because everything else, you know, was whatever. Um, and I was in a long-term relationship for a really long time. So, um, when that happened or whatever, um, I was really afraid and, uh, I definitely pushed off the, um, situation. Like I didn't really want to, um, I didn't really want to get into the relationship. Um, over time, I think we naturally just ended up being in a relationship. I was her first, uh, girl she ever dated. She was my first uh, girlfriend I ever dated. And, um, and with that, like was when I think the second time probably that I ever really experienced shame, but this is the first time that I really experienced shame on a high level. Um, to the point of, I always think about that relationship. Um, and that was one of the ones I had to go back and apologize, you know, have some conversations about because, uh, you know, they were probably one of the best people I probably could have dated. One of the best people that could have been my first experience. Um, they were so kind and gave me so much grace when like I was absolutely crazy. And, um, you know, when I started dating her, I literally stopped talking to, um, really important people in my life. Like, so I didn't really talk to my sisters. Um, I definitely wasn't introducing her to my family at all. And I was not bringing that up at all. Um, at the time I was, I was pledging a sorority and she was too on campus. And, um, we felt that we should just keep it a secret because we didn't know if that would be a reason that we weren't picked. Um, and that is crazy because at the time, at this point we lived together. So I would introduce her as my roommate 
and vice versa for her. We had two separate rooms, even though we stayed in one room, but it was literally all to uh, just be a part of this facade of that we're not together, even though we're together. And, you know, when I look back on it and I think about it, I think it's the most fucked up shit you could ever do to somebody because um, I know that I gave her a really fucked up experience. And even when we would go out to like, say a gay place, so it's completely safe space. It's we're around other gay people. I still could not be gay with her. So, I mean, no affection. Like I wouldn't hold her hand. I wouldn't, uh, you know, dance with her. I wouldn't do nothing. You know, I, I mean, it was just, um, I just had so much shame. So we were in secret for two years. Um, and then finally, I, we were pretty, we dated for, yeah, I think we dated a little over two years and we were in secret pretty much the whole entire time that we dated. And, um, you know, I really hate that because, um, you know, she really definitely deserved a lot more than, you know, I could ever give. Um, and I used to be angry and just because I, I was angry because I just, it was crazy. I was angry because I was attracted to this girl. And I mean, I would be so nasty towards her and all because of my stuff. Right. And my embarrassment, you know, and how am I going to face the church? Cause think about it. Like I just told you the story of how I literally went and outed somebody just three years prior to this situation. And so it really was just like, you know, and I always, I always say like, I think God has a funny sense of humor because, um, he probably knew like, you know, obviously he knew, but he knew like, you know, um, probably was like, look, look at her ass showing out. And so, um, and so for me, like, you know, I started thinking about the woman from church that told me that, you know, she was going to die alone and she was willing to do that. And, um, it took for me to get out that relationship to really be like, okay, like you're going to have to be honest because, um, when you walk around and you're dishonest, the way it made me feel in the two, in the two years that I was dishonest and lying about that relationship, um, was horrible and how I treated her was horrible, you know, because, she didn't deserve that shit. And you shouldn't, and if you can't be proud of the person that you with and be proud of what you're doing and stand firm in the shit that you're doing, like I was very much a coward. Right. And, um, and, it, and it, I can see how, you know, it was really, really hurtful to her because I'm mean, not imagine you, right. And we've had this conversation, you know, a long time ago, but, um, I don't know if I ever really broke it down like this when we had those conversations. Cause I still was, you know, um, young, but you know, I, it, it made me continue to reconfigure God because I've met so many amazing people. Um, and you know, me, myself, you know, uh, I don't think that I'm a bad person per se. Um, you know, uh, I don't think anybody's a bad person, but you know what I'm saying? Like, and so I sit and think about the fact that, uh, I had so much shame around, you know, and, and struggle with my sexuality because I felt like I had to say 
what it was. Like, I don't think that I'm, I mean, to this day, I don't call myself gay. I don't really believe in labels and all that stuff. I think when you label yourself, you put yourself in a box. Um, and so that's why I think I struggled so much with it. Cause I was like, what does this mean? You know, does this mean that I'm gay? And, you know, and no, I think they, you know, I think you can meet somebody you can fall in love and you can, you can be in love with the same sex. Doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only thing that you want. Right. Um, one of my friends jokes with me all the time and they say that I'm greedy because I want everything. Um, and so for me, like when, when I was watching this, the, the special, I understood what he meant by reconfiguring God because, and like your thought process, because for so long I let people pour into my mind what they thought, what they believed and what they felt was to be true instead of having my own understanding of what I felt to be true. And I just never, I would never want to ever treat somebody like that. So when I decided to finally say my truth and say, Hey, like, this is what I like. This is what I have going on. Like I, I can no longer lie to myself. I can no longer lie to the world. Thankfully in my scenario, I had a great reception and no one like was ignorant towards me or crazy or, you know, I didn't deal with like my family wanted this on me or, you know, any of the horror stories that you hear, thank God, you know, like I pretty much have, were able to just walk in my truth. Like even, you know, my story sisters and everything, everybody just, just, just like, no, oh, that's Mika, you know, it's cool. And, um, and I'm thankful for that, but it took a long time for me to unlearn and then relearn and, uh, let go of so many things that was, you know, um, taught to me. And so I always tell people to, um, gain your own understanding, but at the same time, I think you should always just be open. And I know that when, you know, the child was growing up, um, I always just wanted to have open conversations about sexuality because I felt like it was important. That was one thing that I wanted somebody to have with me when I was young and not just like, you know, on whether you're gay or whatever, whatever, but just about your feelings in general. Like, you know, what does love look like? Um, what, what does dating look like? You know, what, you know, all those things, like, I wish I had those conversations so I could have easier understood, um, some of the things that, you know, I had to kind of, you know, navigate and, um, and figure it out. Um, and so, yeah, so that was the main thing that I got, um, that made me be reflective about myself. Um, you know, I, I do. I, I just don't believe that me personally, I don't believe that, um, that God would want us to not be happy. Right. And I just, I just don't believe it. And so when he talked about his mother and you know, how he feel like, you know, maybe his mother was a season and that, you know what I'm saying? Like, she just can't really accept who he is. Um, I don't really think that's of God to me. Like, I, I really don't. Um, because it, I just don't, I just don't. And I, and you know, I'm very much still, you know, a Christian, you know, I, I've read the Bible, I read the Bible, I pray and I, and I think these things through. And I just don't think that, um, because you're straight and you're married over here, that your marriage is any more 
deeper or closer to God than this person over here that's in a same-sex relationship that's married. I just don't think that, and that's something that I personally can't subscribe to. Um, and so for me, when he talked about reconfiguring God, you know, um, and his understanding of it, I understood that. And I feel like that's what I had to do. I had to get my own understanding and not just what somebody told me, you know, and, and walking around with shame when, you know, I think this is just, I truly think you can be born knowing exactly what you want. Just like in my case, I think people around me knew and was trying to sway me somewhere else, you know? And I think my story is pretty cool because I think I naturally just went into it, you know, like, um, you know, I think I'm pretty much just a believer in love. And so wherever love takes me is wherever I go. And, um, so I've been pretty blessed to, to be able to just live my life, you know, unapologetically and, uh, to, you know, the way that I like, but, um, so yeah, so I wanted to share that. That was pretty long, right? That was a long story. Um, and I hope it makes sense. Uh, and what I'm, and what I'm saying, but, uh, if you haven't watched that special on HBO, definitely watch it. But I also want you, cause I talked about this, like, uh, maybe two years ago, I have an episode on it somewhere. I don't know which one it was at this point. I want you to watch on HBO. If you, before you watch the special, if you haven't already sermon on the Mount and home videos, and it's when Jared, uh, Gerard went to Winston-Salem and where he's from, and he actually kind of interviewed his family and you'll see some of these dynamics that he talk about on the standup, you'll see it. And then it'll kind of help you really process what he's saying in the special. So, um, definitely watch it if you haven't watched it. Uh, and definitely watch those other two documentaries before you watch the special. Cause it's, it's really good. I, I thought it was, um, it was really honest and it was really brave. Um, and it was a really good conversation because I think, um, when you're able to be reflective of yourself and really actually say like, yo, I've done some things, right? Um, I personally think the the best people in the world are the people that's reflective, the people that can actually take ownership and accountability, you know, and just say like, Hey, you know, I haven't always been perfect or, you know, this was a moment here that I might've been hurtful. Or this is a moment here that might've been hurtful to me. Um, I believe when you're able to do that, you're able to really, um, be open with other people and understand other people. So just something to think about. Um, let me know how you feel about the episode. Uh, you know, I'm going to be posting on Twitter on Monday. Well, today, um, when you hear this, so let me know how you feel about it. Definitely give me some, um, some feedback. Um, if you're not already follow me, um, you can find me on, uh, Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, IJMT podcast. And if you ever have any questions or want to be part of the show, you can follow me on, um, IJMT podcast at gmail.com. Like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.